You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Travelling Tunes with Dr Kirsten Zimke. Morena Kirsten, how are you this morning? Good morning. My brain is fizzing from this topic. I am very excited to talk about ludomusicology. What is that? I know. Okay, so it's actually a real thing. Um, it was named in 2007. Uh, they had the first conference 2012, and it's the study of game music. So Ludo Ooh. is game music, and they look. Uh, they try to get neurologists, psychologists, cultural studies, sound studies, musicologists um, to look at this music, which we're going to talk about today, is actually you know really big. People listen to it. People love it. Amazing. It's a big thing. They have the SSSMG, the Society for the Study. Oh no, I've lost it. Of, of sound and music and gaming. <laughs> nice. That the does SSSMG. sound very, very yes. official. That one. Uh, that sounded sarcastic. I actually meant that. It sounds like quite an amazing organisation. I'm going to hit this first track. This is a whole new world to me. I'm not. I'm not a gamer. Not a gamer girl. But not, you know, for any position other than uh, just never did it growing up. Haven't got into it as an adult. Got Minecraft and The Sims on me. Nice. Yeah, I had a bit of a Sims era, that's about it. Absolutely. But I've got a lot of friends who are deep in this. And I'm sure a lot of listeners will be as well. What are we listening to at the moment, Kirsten? So this is Assassin's Creed 2 OST. Ooh. Original soundtrack. Aha, uh-huh. right. <laughs> Track 2, Venice Rooftops. And the composer is Jesper Kidd, Danish composer. And one of the things, now it won't be everything, but certainly some of the ones we've got today, is a combination of orchestra, like live orchestra that they record, choir, and electronic music. So it's very mixed media. This sort of electronic and organic. Yeah, totally. Which I guess makes sense, particularly for a uh, player game. I don't know what the official name is. Role RPG? Is that uh, it? Yeah. Yeah. Role player game. Is that what Assassin's Creed is? It I is, think. eh? Yeah. yeah. That sort of seems right. You want to be immersed in the world. It's... This, this track, I, I just know there's a lot of jumping around on roofs. In this uh, yeah, game. I can visualize that in my head. <laughs> I've never played it, but I think it's been enough online that you can see it when you, you know, scroll past. Yeah. So it's supposed to help you focus on tasks, right? Like, because mm. you're doing menial things, right? Like running, jumping, or repeating. So it's helping you focus. It's supposed to give you dopamine and mm. encourage whimsy. Mm. Um, so preventing distraction. Um, and I guess that weird liminal link between the virtual world and the real world by having both those kinds of musics. So interesting. You can get sheet music of these. Ah, good. I do feel like I've definitely been to some school orchestra performances where there's been a school orchestra having a crack at some no game way, soundtrack. Really? Yeah, how totally. How fun would that be? Oh, that's oh. a paper. Someone's got to write Especially for a kid. Totally. And that's a great move from a music teacher as well to get people invested <laughs> in their orchestra practice. It's yeah, like learning the thing. Pirates of the Caribbean theme, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. It's like, that's come right. on, guys. And here's another weird thing is 
you listen to it at a low and constant volume. Mm. So that's different than the way you might listen to other music. It is immersive, though. True. So it's got a similarity, I guess, particularly this one, with some film scores where I guess that's often not the primary focus of what you're doing. It's there to, like, augment the world of the film. Yeah, most of the composers go, you know, do both. Mm, Okay, that's interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Now, also, for those of you who are into Dungeons & Dragons, um, these songs are good. You can find troll through these and find good music for your gaming nights nice for fights or for forests yes i was given some insight into that enamored person last night <coughs> who also said the soundtracks i'm not playing tonight um silent hill uh the witcher and world of warcraft also have very good soundtracks for dungeons and dragons in case oh. you are looking for them awesome okay so this is Number two. So beautiful. I'm fighting the urge not to do the Minecraft sound effects. Go on. <laughs> so you can see why people were cutting would get the down a tree. There, there was what? Cutting a tree cutting down? Cutting down a tree. <laughs> this is the most streamed video game song on Spotify. Really? It's wow. It's gold on the charts. <laughs> I mean, it's quite lovely, isn't it? Just. Nice meditative. It's a banger. The whole Minecraft soundtrack is really meditative. Lush. Good for studying. Good for studying, right? People are using them for other things now. Yeah, like studying. Absolutely. So just ambient. So so like when you know what awards you put it in in music awards, they've been putting them in electronic and and ambient. I find it really interesting the idea of this like the ludomusicology aspect where you've got people also looking at the way this type of music affects people's brains less less common in other music genres or applications of music I think even probably in film music that's not the purpose of what you're doing because you're not trying to keep people in the game you're not trying to keep them to uh, you know, get them to keep playing or whatever. The film would hopefully do that. Yeah. So, what what is the process like between looking at the science and then applying it to the composition? Well, we don't want them doing that too much, do we? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want them figuring out completely how to manipulate our brain. Oh, um, getting pretty good I, at it. <laughs> but one thing I do like is these are all composers, and they really see themselves as composers. So I feel like. You know, the scientists are looking at how it works, but they're composing first for nice sounds, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so then once the academics are like, how do they... No, they literally are looking at brains, you know, which parts light up and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but again, possibly the sort of thing that, you know, a, a 10-year-old kid could just explain. I'm like, bro, yeah, it makes you feel nice. Or bro, <laughs> it makes yeah. you feel sad. Or... Makes you feel relaxed. Now, also these songs, like when you compose them, they're non-linear because... Of course. People are getting different pieces every time they play, I guess, depending on their movements through the the fields. So interesting. We're getting a lot of texts from people talking about the the indies and they're they're into this space because that's also like a a subset as well, isn't it? Musicians that have their own successful pop music or indie music career. Absolutely. Pivoting into game music. We've got a uh, text from someone saying that The National did... Exile Vilify for Portal 2 Ooh. and Trent Reznor 
Renza, I always get that wrong, Trent Renza did the music for Quake, which is a mid-90s killing monsters with big guns and gore. Uh, and then the producers of Bomb the Base had one of his works uh, in an 80s spaceship game as well, which is Ooh. pretty sick. Well, talking about 80s and 90s, I remember probably, gosh, almost decades ago, because I've been doing this show since 2011, we, we did Chip Tunes, which was... You know, more the beep boop games and people purposely composing on that sort of technology. And so I just feel like the shift from when I would have done those shows, you know, to now these orchestral masterpieces. This one is famous enough that I know it, even though I've never played Halo. Really? What a a fun thing to do in an echoey place. Yes, apparently (laughs) you can watch TikToks of. Uh, frats um, yeah. dressing oh up and singing this in churches god no <laughs> that gives me so much stress I don't know why <laughs> but so isn't that weird like it's based on Gregorian chant and then it's in a game and then they're putting it back into the church you know like just this weird society is weird this is Halo 2002 I once understood the plot of Halo as a game and now it's gone too far. I don't know what's going on. It's news to me that there's a plot, and I'm not saying that in a facetious way. Like, I didn't actually realise... Yeah, there's a whole, like, uprising thing. I oh. mean, I guess if you skip the cutscenes, then you don't you don't have to engage with the plot. You can just do all the... You can just do the, the shooty-shooty. Yeah, yeah. And apparently you can enjoy this music. What's that again? <laughs> How lush. <laughs> How lush. This kind of sounds like the Pirates of the Caribbean music as well. Kind of. 2002, it's in the same era. (laughs) This, I think this is maybe one I've seen a school orchestra do. Maybe that's where that... Uh, It's so epic. It is very epic. I don't know if it sounded quite as epic when the school orchestra was doing it. Well, and I can imagine National Symphony Orchestra's doing it and trying to now reach a new generation with classical music, you know? So I imagine probably many, even professional orchestras, are now doing it in their attempt to, you know, connect with community and stuff. I wonder if it's something that the BBC Proms has done. That would not surprise me. Uh. They're always doing, you know, the music of X, Y and Z. Mm. You know, a populist classical experience. Yes, yeah. Is this like a rocket taking off or something? Oh, good take. Oh, some voices in the background there. I think that non-linear thing is really interesting because that must be quite a challenge as a composer if, um, you know, perhaps you come into this for the first time trying to create that circular thing with your sound not have too much climax in the yeah. middle. This one has definitely got, a, yeah, you know, a big yeah. build. But this is the theme song, so maybe that is a bit different. Yeah. yeah. And they do sell them, well, not sell them, but I mean, yes, they do sell them as, like, albums now. Oh, you know, yeah. tracks. I have a horrible feeling we had this on CD. <laughs> True. <laughs> that's cool. See, that's funny too, you know, that there's a CD. That um, would make a family music. car trip quite epic. <laughs> no, I don't know. It did occur. Someone should do a neurological test on that. Dad listening to this while he's driving. And it was Dad. Good guess. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for bringing us Ludo Musicology this morning. It's very interesting. Someone yeah, says, and hopefully some people will have discovered and have, try to have a listen. Andrew's texted in to say there's also the very dynamic nature of video game music, which changes as you do different things, and it changes depending on the time of the day in the video game as well. So oh, it has wow, to sort of move with the world that, that you're yeah. playing within, 
which is yeah. really I mean it makes sense but yeah, yeah it's fascinating stuff yeah this all one all right nerds and, <laughs> all right nerds we'll see you next week all right <laughs> thank you very much uh, for bringing us a bit of game music this morning Kirsten have a great weekend we'll see you soon all right bye that was Travelling Tunes with Dr. Kirsten Zimpke. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.